Hello and welcome. This is Impact Pranayama by Connecting Room Foundation, SRCC chapter, which delves right into the depths of social entrepreneurship and the various aspects involved in it. An engineer by qualification, Naman Bansal is the program manager of Digital Night Schools at Barefoot College. Previously, Naman co-founded and headed Execution at Vidyalaya Vistar. He has completed the prestigious Vision India Foundation Fellowship. He is also a former State Bank of India Youth for India Fellow, founder at Project Palak and a former Java developer at Wipro Technologies. Naman received the 2019 Karamveer Chakra Award in associated with the United Nations for his work in the field of education and Rashtriya Gaurav Samman 2019 award for his work in his nation building without further ado let's go to the first question which is very relevant and pressing at the moment so what do you think is the future of social entrepreneurship how can we expect it to grow or diversify in the coming time yeah thanks uh, ankur for having me here uh, on this podcast it's the first time i am doing something like this so uh, thank you very much um to your question uh, regarding what is the future of social entrepreneurship in one word i would say it's quite bright um and i have my reasons to believe for that uh, for example uh, many institutions uh, at the present if you will observe like for example when i joined uh, or when i jumped into social entrepreneurship 5 years back Uh, there were not many opportunities for young social entrepreneurs to do uh, things uh, you know or to come up with things or to get support but uh, if you will see now there are a lot of fellowships uh, there are a lot of ngos who provide uh, good support and uh, good encouragement for these youngsters so uh, that is one of the reasons uh, second uh, in india we have this uh, i mean with law also you know we have this csr law which actually tells uh, all those companies who basically have uh, a profit of uh, let's say uh, i mean in india i think it's around 100 crore rupees so if you have a, a, a profit greater than that so you have to spend a considerable amount of that profit in uh, doing these charitable work so uh, with that law also a lot of companies have also opened up and they have also re-strategized uh, their operations in terms of not just uh working for their product uh, which is a very business oriented product but also to uh, make sure that they uh, uh, work with the communities uh, uh, and uh, work for social causes so uh, uh, both the institutions coming up and uh, both the csr law have actually uh, re uh, structured this whole uh, social entrepreneurship sector and uh, the uh, the third thing would be that the overall uh, quality of life i also i would say that it's increasing like if you'll see uh, uh, i mean in, in in the entire world there are uh, only 17 there are 17th of the people in the entire world who uh, live on more than 32 dollars a day which is uh, quite a considerable number of uh, people and uh, more and more people are actually going forward uh, and coming uh, out of poverty and uh, all of those things so uh, uh, since the quality of life has been changing there are a lot of people who have uh, especially in the upper strata of the income uh, structure uh, who now want to do more than just earn money right so they want to uh, spend their time and they want to uh, uh, they want to invest their energies into doing something uh, which is much more than just 
uh, uh, earning money or having a good life because a lot of uh, people uh, today have uh, a, a sort of good life i i am not saying that not uh, that everybody has that no it's it's not like that we are still a level 2 uh, or a, or an income level 2 co- uh, uh, country and we have a long way to go uh, but in india also uh, there are a lot of people who uh, want to go and do all of those things so i think these are the three major reasons why i say uh, that the uh, future of social entrepreneurship is bright and i also meet like uh, i mean i am also uh, only 28 years of uh, age but i also meet a lot of uh, people who uh, in their later age also are jumping into social entrepreneurship and even youngsters are ju- uh, jumping into social entrepreneurship so that that uh, sector is uh, I, i would say quite bright but uh, uh, having said that there are certain concerns also which uh which i have uh, uh since this sector is opening up for example if you uh, i mean one of the uh, one of the things which was uh, missing when i joined in this sector like you know like opportunities for youngsters to uh, sort of figure out and have mentorship and all of those things they are uh, in quite a number of uh, ways available to us today but uh, you know there comes a point in time in every sector like it sector also reached a point in time where uh it got saturated and it and i would say it's it's still in that uh, phase so this sector is also moving towards i feel the social entrepreneurship uh, sector or i would say the social entrepreneurship bubble in a way is also moving uh, towards reaching that saturation point and it might uh, come that you know uh, we have a lot of people uh, i mean we know that in india uh, unemployment is a huge issue so it might happen that this sector uh, which has opened up uh, it might lead to a situation where there are a lot of people who want to just be a part of this uh, sector and that might cause uh, a complete saturation uh, uh, second thing i would say that one of the most important things uh, to be relevant in this sector and to be actually uh, contrib- to be able to contribute in the right manner uh, in this sector is to be empathetic so you can't uh, just uh, bring all of the skills that you have let's say learned in a business school or in, in some other sector and just uh, completely uh, uh, apply here as it is Uh, you have to be empathetic to the people so uh, if if this uh, complete if the social entrepreneurs of next generation of uh, or if the social entrepreneurship as a sector uh, just focuses on uh, you know uh, making careers uh, out of this uh, then we might be losing on empathy uh, which is very very necessary for anyone to uh, do really credible work in this sector so that is the second of my concern as i said the first concern is definitely saturation um, of the sector and the second is the le- uh, the lack of empathy that might come with that um so uh, yeah and and the third i would say is something that i already mentioned was the generalization that uh, more and more uh, uh, people from different backgrounds are jumping into this sector with this feeling that we want to do something for the people uh but in order to be able to do something for the people you need to understand the people first uh which is where a lot of people uh, uh you know have a miss so uh and that what what uh, that results into is that we have wrong solutions uh in the in the minds of the people who are uh, sort of giving solutions it's the right solution but for the communities or the people that we actually work on the ground 
that might be a completely wrong solution at the end so uh, since we don't have uh, since we don't live with the people sometimes and or either we are uh, you know let's say just uh, sitting in delhi and creating solutions for the uh, for the poor in let's say uh, a small village in betia in bihar uh, that might be a very different uh, scenario so i think that is something that is uh, slowly slowly creeping into this sector and that must uh, that is something that we must be really wary about so uh, yeah uh yeah, right rightly pointed out sir so like there are many people who like they don't have about em- empathy and all and they are more into profit making like mindset sir as you said that csr is something which government always supported the company but there are many social entrepreneurs who are unable to get that csr funding from the company sir like what do you suggest them should they go with the ideas or should they what do would do they do by because there are many problem they are facing in csr okay so i would first like to clarify that uh, i mean profit is not a bad thing so profit is definitely one of the most important things uh, but profit only is not a goal of uh, of a social entrepreneur it cannot be uh, the goal of a social entrepreneur is much beyond that and for that he needs empathy uh, he needs to live with the people he needs to be uh, uh, you know grounded uh, in terms of what solutions he or she brings about uh, to the table so uh, profit yes it's important because it it helps you sustain it helps you uh, because a, a social entre- entrepreneur cannot is not that person who it was initially who had uh, there there's this image that you know when i jumped into this sector there was this image with which uh, where my family used to tell me ki acha ab to ab chola leke uh, kurta pajama pehen ke चलने लगोगे बट दैट्स नॉट द इमेज ऑफ सोशल सेक्टर एनी मोर आई मीन देर आर पीपल एंड विद ऑल ड्यू रेस्पेक्ट देर आर पीपल हु आर डूइंग दैट एंड देर डूइंग इनक्रेडिबल वर्क बट मनी एंड प्रॉफिट इज ऑल्सो इक्वली इम्पॉर्टेंट इफ यू वॉन्ट टू सस्टेन इन दिस सेक्टर फॉर लॉन्ग टाइम बिकॉज नॉट एवरी वंस फैमिली कैन सपोर्ट सच अ डिसीजन नॉट यू एज एन इंडिविजुअल कैन सपोर्ट अ डिसीजन इन इंडियन फिलोसफी वी ऑल्सो से दैट you know like um, artha uh, which which basically means economic progress is also uh, one of the major things to sustain uh, the life right so uh, yeah uh, uh, what was the other question that you asked uh, so csr problem in csr getting csr funding yeah i think uh, i mean uh, csr funds are quite available uh, to be very sure i mean there are a lot of uh opportunities for youngsters and for young social entrepreneurs to apply to them and uh, i have seen a lot of uh, these youngsters uh, getting those fellowships or getting those uh, funds as well but i mean uh, one of the things that i observed and i was also there at one point in time was uh, that we become um, completely uh, empowered by this uh, not i would not say empowered but completely uh, into that idea that we don't really understand or don't really see what the csr organization is uh, looking at for example uh, let's say if if the goal of a csr uh, organization or a, let's say if the goal of a particular uh, organization uh, which is distributing csr funding uh, is to work towards the uh, towards the upliftment of uh, education or uh, towards the um, towards women empowerment then you cannot let's say go and ask them for funds for something else i mean they have a very uh, focused sort of an approach and this is and that is only where they will distribute those funds second is that as youngsters we need to understand uh, that what is the language that those csr organizations want us to speak 
so uh, if uh, they want us to i mean and we need to learn that language so if if they uh, want us to speak in a particular language uh, uh, you know which uh, not only let's say uh, just have empathetic uh, aspects of uh, your program but also how are you going to sustain it uh, what is your long term strategy and um, uh, what will happen if you fail let's say so uh, you we need to answer all of those questions and prepare all of those questions as well beforehand uh, so that when we go and um, uh, you know sort of approach these csr organizations it's it's difficult for them to say no so uh i would say that uh yes your problem on which you are working on as a young entrepreneur might seem to be the biggest problem uh and my and your solution might seem to be the best solution that is available but that not might be the case um, the case might be completely different so uh we need to be really cautious of that and uh, continuously keep on checking whether what whether the problem that we are identify that we have identified or the problem that we are working or the solution that we are proposing is something that the csr organizations or the funding organizations or anybody else would want to uh, sort of uh, take up and speak their language in which they understand and uh, understand uh, i mean understand uh, in what sector do they want to contribute and uh, till how much so these are the things i would i would think uh, would be beneficial for a young thank you so much sir moving on to the next question can you elaborate more on your experience and how you came up with your idea where, what were the research points and what were your inspiration at that time okay so um, i was part of uh, the vision india foundation fellowship so i will uh, go back uh, to the journey that i made from Wipro Technologies to joining SBI Youth for India Fellowship. Uh, Wipro uh, was a was one of the biggest organizations that you can work with, and I had a sort of set career that was uh, ahead of me. But uh, I was not very happy at at that place, and uh, and during those times, the uh, concept of fellowships and the concept of social work had started to build up, and it was not uh, an old jhola uh, pakadke. चलने वाला कॉन्सेप्ट बट इट वॉज मच मोर इंटरेस्टिंग एंड या सो आई अप्लाइड फॉर द एस बी आई यूथ फॉर इंडिया फेलोशिप एंड आई गॉट थ्रू एंड आई वॉज प्लेसड इन बिहार वेयर फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम आई वॉज टोल्ड दैट दिस इज योर योर एंड यू कैन ट्राई वॉट यू वॉन्ट टू डू बट बट डेफिनेटली डू ट्राई एंड इट वॉज इट वॉज अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग ईयर एंड इन दैट ईयर आई for the first time i realized that i had a passion for education that i want to work with kids because uh, in our education system it, it, it's such i mean all of us know that uh, it's very difficult to try out your passions i mean at one point in time you just are after either i mean you know either becoming a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer or you know all all of these other things but uh, very hardly you see anybody uh, aspiring to become a teacher or aspiring to work with the children right so it was the first time that i realized that i have this passion and uh, i realized that i have certain skills also uh, in terms of uh, being able to raise money uh, being able to uh, communicate well with the uh, with the teachers and with the uh, larger community that i was working with and uh, uh, being able to uh, display what i wanted to communicate being able to write so uh, in, in those year in that year of trying uh, i realized a lot of things about myself that i couldn't have realized even 
uh, that I didn't actually realize even through my entire uh, you know education that I received. So uh, for that one year, I was in in a very small village in Bihar. and uh, during that time i came up with the project which the name of which was project palak uh, where i used to go to different schools and teach stories to children uh, and in one of the schools that uh, i selected i raised uh, around 2 and a half lakhs in 45 days uh, 45 days to uh, make sure that that particular school has a um, computer uh, library and a uh, storytelling lab uh, sort of a thing uh, a combined sort of a thing and uh, also trained uh, the teachers there to sort of carry on the work so in in one year i uh, I, i raised money i uh, sort of uh, uh, trained the teachers also uh, told stories and and yeah and learned about a lot of other things about myself and about this profession after that uh, i i had a difficult choice to make because i had told my parents uh, and my family that i will be here only for a year and after that maybe i'll go to uh, do an mba because a lot of people do that that they come into this sector they experience it and then they just go and do an mba it doesn't make sense at all uh, but it it does make sense socially as in because uh, i mean that is something that the mba applications or other applications want whether you know you have worked socially or not and all of those things so but it didn't make sense to me i felt uh, that i am cheating i felt that this is not the right approach that i have come here and i have uh, gained uh, so much uh, that uh, uh, and yeah and it was a constant struggle and uh, but i decided against it i realized that no i have to be in this sector and then there was another opportunity at that time uh, which was with vision india foundation and uh, it was a really tough fellowship in, uh, interview uh, i mean there are i think around eight uh, five to six stages that we had to go through and i was finally selected uh the concept of the fellowship was that uh, you will be researching on the indian education system i mean the uh, the ancient indian education system and how it can also uh, support us uh, in uh, in today's education system and even the present education system it was uh, i mean uh, research around that uh, writing articles and you know all of those things so as uh, it, it's a three year fellowship it's it's only for those people uh, who wanted to have or who wanted to build a career into let's say uh, in my case in the education sector so i was up for it and uh, i joined it and uh, in the starting itself we traveled we identified certain schools uh, who were doing very different education and schools like gyan uh, prabodhini in pune uh, schools like rishi valley in uh, tamil nadu and um, schools like uh, Uh, riverside school in ahmedabad like uh, we we basically researched about those schools and then we went uh, on a very long travel for a month uh, month and a half travel to visit all of these schools and 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 basically research uh, on what these schools are doing differently and how um, you know we can learn and maybe uh, you know uh, advise the government or maybe uh, start our own enterprise or something like that so it was a it was just an exposure that we went for but with this idea that we want to learn about education as a subject and we want to learn how te- uh, teachers teach how students learn how the management functions and all of those things and after one and a half months uh, we sat back and we uh, uh, yeah we also visited aurobindo uh, schools by the way in pondicherry so uh, it not only took us to these schools but it also took us to uh, a journey of educating ourselves uh, by traveling throughout india uh, 
right so we traveled throughout india and uh, it was a fascinating experience and uh, after that when we came back we took uh, a lot of time to uh, sort of reflect back on our learnings and we wrote it down and uh, after 6 months uh, during those 6 months uh, i also sort of tried to um, explore uh, my writing capability so i wrote for uh, different magazines uh, which included uh, logical indian uh, and then uh, i also got published in the print edition of dna india one of my articles so uh, but but uh, uh, the entrepreneurship kida was always there in me uh, and uh, after 6 months an opportunity came uh, where we uh, were actually sort of approached to uh, work with the government schools in वृंदावन इन उत्तर प्रदेश इन मथुरा वृंदावन इन उत्तर प्रदेश तो आर मेंटोर वॉज एन एन आई टी डेली प्रोफेसर एट विजन इंडिया फाउंडेशन सो ही हैड बेसिकली इंट्रोड्यूस्ड अस टू द वृंदावन पीपल एंड दैट इज वेयर वी वेंट सो इन इन जनवरी टू थाउजेंड सेवेंटीन और टू थाउजेंड एटीन आई थिंक वी वेंट टू वृंदावन एंड देर वॉज एब्सोल्यूटली नथिंग वेयर आई मीन वी वी आई मीन Uh, you, uh, I don't know whether you have gone to the government schools in the in, in the countryside in this in this country, but uh, some of them are of okay quality, but most of them are of really poor quality. So we visited all of those schools, and we lived in a uh, in a cow uh, shed, you can say, for two months because we did not have anything uh, or any uh, any credible support at that point in time, and we were just starting. so we would uh, travel to these schools understand what their problem is and uh, sort of figure out uh, from the research that we had done that what we can do to sort of uh, support all of these uh, schools and then we came up with the concept of vidyalaya vistar so uh, the idea uh, of vidyalaya vistar had started uh, i think in in december 2018 itself uh or maybe before that itself september october uh, 18 but we went on the ground in january and when we went on the ground for two months uh, we were just uh, sort of building relationships with people uh, figuring out where we can live uh, figuring out how we can eat and figuring out uh, what is the best uh, solution that we can do for uh, uh, that that we can come up for the, these schools and uh, we did come up with the uh, with vidyalaya vistar the original name of it was uh, school plus Uh, so the idea was very simple the idea was that uh, all of the things that the uh, uh, that the that the government schools are supposed to do but are not able to do for some or the other reason we are going to support them to do that we are not going to replace the government schools completely but we are going to support them uh, so we came up with third, uh, we came up with 12 different uh, interventions uh interventions such as uh, uh organizing travel programs because uh, during my travel program uh, across india i realized that i learned a lot things that i cannot read in uh, or cannot learn in the books i learned a lot so uh, but uh, when i um, when when we asked the uh, teachers and uh, and the government school uh, principal that uh, do you go on the travel most of them don't uh, even though they have a budget for it and uh, all of and Uh, and those who do uh, there is not really something uh, educational about those travels so uh, this concept actually uh, i mean uh, came into being from first my own travels and also isha uh, home school we visited isha home school is a school run by sadguru uh, in coimbatore uh, so 
uh, it was a school that we went to and we realized that that is something that they do that they uh, take all of the children and uh, into a nearby uh, forest and the children just learn about nature there uh, so uh, we figured out we should do something like that with the government uh, schools uh, as well because government schools gave us scale and we did those travel pro uh, programs uh, the program was called rahi uh with the teachers we realized when we interacted with them that uh they have a lot of pressure the government school teachers have a lot of pressure uh, uh but they are highly skilled in terms uh, when i say highly skilled i would say that they are highly educated uh so um we realized that rather than telling them what they need to teach we should tell them why they should teach so what we would do is that uh we would invite uh, really great educationists from all over the country and we would have uh, them interact with these government school teachers and they would ask questions and then you know uh, that learning happens so that is what we did with the teachers so we realized that we don't need to actually train them in anything we but, but we just need to uh, make them understand that why they need to teach and uh, you know uh yeah and the third major thing that we did so uh, uh one was uh, working with the teachers by motivating them uh, second was working with the students uh, with various programs one of those programs i mentioned was rahi uh, uh, the travel program but there were other programs also uh, uh, which i am not going into detail right now uh, and the third thing and the most important thing that we did was that uh, we realized that there is a growing uh, bridge uh, between the uh, schools the government schools and the communities that they serve so uh, we set up uh, these uh, small committees i mean they have school management committees uh, uh, all the government schools but we also set up individual uh, committees in these schools and interacted uh, and made them uh interact and made them participate in the uh, normal day to day functioning of the school and we focused a lot on that uh and the third uh, and, and the fourth thing that we did was that uh, we also supported some of the schools in the infrastructure development so we uh, collaborated uh, and partnered with a lot of uh, uh, ias and ips officers and other uh, you know business uh, uh, people who would want to uh, support and uh, support an initiative like this and uh, we just asked them that you adopt some of these schools and support the infrastructure uh, related costs so uh, we supported at least five schools uh, or maybe around 10 schools if i'm not wrong uh, and we were working and there there came a point in time when very i mean within 6 months we were able to scale it up uh 208 schools so we started working with just 10 odd schools uh but later on in within the next 6 months we started working with 108 schools uh, all over uh mathura and vrindavan so that was the uh, overall program uh yeah okay thank you so much sir so moving on to the last question so any suggestions for the young social entrepreneurs out there okay i am not uh, i think uh, sort of a person who can suggest a lot of things but i'm just uh, trying to think about my own experiences and just trying to share uh, it with those people who have never been on this journey uh, i think one of those would be that uh, you need to choose your team wisely because uh, you know like uh, the people that you work with i think uh, that is very important i mean uh, uh, for example with 
uh, with my organization also there came a point in time when uh, individual aspirations became very important rather than the collective team and the collective goal so uh, and that is the reason that i had to uh, sort of say that okay i need to move on from my organization and it's a it's a hard thing to do to be very honest but that is where the lesson also uh, lies that uh, first you need to definitely uh, build your team wisely uh, but they do share the same goal so that's uh, one of the things uh, second is uh, be ready for the failure and be ready to let it go so uh, i mean steve jobs is one of the people that uh, everyone talks about but he he was not really uh, good at letting go i would say that he, he was really upset when apple was taken away from him but uh, he did let it go in a way and he said that okay even if i am letting it go now i'm going to build something he built next right uh, next uh, uh, computers so, uh, he built that and then uh, he apple actually came back to him again so uh, be okay with the failures and be okay to let what you are building to go in a way i mean it, it is going to be tough but just uh, uh, start building with that idea that there might come a point in time that there might come a uh, challenge that you will have to let it go and that that is okay that you will restart as an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur most of the entrepreneurs if you talk about they Uh, would share this that okay they are they need to let it go and then they need to rebuild again something else and then uh, and then the third would be knowing when to stop so uh, one of the things uh, that one of the mistakes at least that i did was that uh, um, that you know i there was this idea about a solution uh, that i wanted to bring forward to the communities that i am working with or to the children that i was working with it was my idea and it was really precious to me so we need to keep on uh, rechecking it and knowing when to stop doing that so if we if we uh, stop if, if let's say i would have stopped doing that and uh, I'm, i'm talking about my former project uh, by the name of palak where uh, i had certain ideas but the community had certain other ideas about how they wanted their education to be so it, it's a long journey uh, I, right so we know when we need to stop Uh, and to do it quickly uh, if you want to fail uh, quickly if you want to stop do it quickly uh, but keep on learning and uh, uh, yeah i think these would be the uh, three things that i would leave the young entrepreneurs to be and just be passionate i think passion is something uh, that is really important but also focus on the skill building part like you definitely you need passion but you also need skills uh if if you don't uh, know all the skills you should know the basics of all of those things uh, so that uh, someone else who knows the those skills don't really you know end up uh, making a fool out of you <laughs> so uh, yeah i think these are the only suggestions that i so far in my journey could come up with and hopefully will help uh, other people so heading on to that steve jobs even told that uh, getting out of fired out of from the company was the best thing that happened in his life so it is right that we should let it go thank you so much for your thank you so much sir for your time we got to learn a lot of thing and social entrepreneurs all young social entrepreneurs will learn from this thank you so much sir thank you ankur thank you for having me thank you janvi for approaching me to do this uh looking forward to do something like this more in the future yeah thank you hope you liked today's episode thank you and stay tuned for more informative bites on the aspects of entrepreneurship by connecting dreams foundation srcc chapter